Hello and welcome to Gots to Listen. I'm your host, Elliot Gotts from Woodhaven, Michigan, and this is a podcast that focuses on topics important to my students. Each week, a different student chooses a topic related to school, and we have a conversation that explores how this impacts the student body. Thanks for joining. I'm excited to have you on here. I know that your class was a big proponent of getting this thing going, so it's cool that you know somebody from that class is one of the first people to do this here. So we're going to talk on our first episode here, our pilot episode, about the pressure of being a successful student. Claire's going to talk a little bit about that. Tell me about at what point as you're going through school, like when do you start to make grades a priority? I think so in middle school, BMS really gave like incentives for that so like there was an honor roll and then um you would get like a 4.0 like a ribbon thing and that I think really clicked for me because it's like oh like I'm getting good grades and then like since then I think the incentive really like struck me so then I was like oh I'm this is good like I'm getting rewarded for this and then ever since then so you were getting rewarded before for good grades but yeah I mean you don't get many rewards as you go up in school. Like you don't get a lot of coupons and cookies and candy and stuff. So like, how do you still stay motivated to do so well? You know, it's hard because especially with harder classes, um, it's hard to stay motivated. Honestly, for me, I know something that like a lot of people tell me is just like, if no one's going to do it for you, do it for yourself. So like, I think that's where my mindset is, is like, no one's going to do the work for me. So like, I'm going to show up for myself and like put the work in and achieve higher grades. And you take a lot of pride in that. Yeah, I do. Yeah. So would you say middle school is the point where you realized that you were a high achieving successful student? Was it elementary school or like when did that kind of click? for you? I, I think in elementary school, I was always like a high achieving student, but at the same time, like in elementary school, I kind of felt like it was more going through the motions because because it came easy to me, mm-hmm. which I know it doesn't come easy to everyone. And I I do think everyone has the potential to succeed, but it's just in elementary, I kind of felt like this is easy. This is a breeze, you know? I would guess in elementary, because school seemed to come so easy for you, you also felt like, you know, could you recognize at that young age that there was something unique about your ability to do well? Like, for example, when I was in like fourth grade, I was in, you know, you have all of your classes together all day with one Mm -hmm. teacher. And when I was in fourth grade, they put me in a program where while all the kids were reading short stories out of the textbook, they gave myself and five other students a novel to read. And I was like, oh, I must like be doing something special, right? So like for you going through elementary school, I know we talked about the, the motivation in middle school with, you know, the other stuff, but like in elementary school, did you also kind of notice like that you were tracking in a way that you knew that you would continue to be successful or? Yeah, I think that definitely like elementary school, we had like different math classes in fifth grade and there'd be like people who are struggling, people who are like um, intermediate, I guess, mm-hmm. and then advanced. They group you. Yeah, they yeah. do, which is a good and a bad thing. But I also think, honestly, I feel like some teachers at my elementary school play the role in that because they tell me like, oh, like you're so smart, like you're gonna go places, like you're 
you're just going to achieve so much, you know, which I think kind of boosted my confidence a little bit. Yeah. But I think it definitely started at a young age. Just real quick, like for your parents, you know, you talked a lot about how your motivation has come from, you've gotten feedback from parents and you're, you know, all these rewards and things like that. But like, at what, like, what kind of a role do your parents play in your success? You know, I was thinking about that. And so, for example, yesterday I didn't do very good on my math test. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about this, like my friends were like, oh yeah, my parents you know, send me screenshots of my grades and like, what is this? Keep like, you need to turn this in. And I was like, yeah, my parents don't really do that. And then I was thinking about it and I was like, but I still feel like even though they don't do that and check my grades all the time and send me stuff, I still feel pressure from them because I scored bad yesterday on my math test. And it's like, I didn't want to tell them, mm-hmm. but what's the reason behind that? Because it's not like they're telling me you need to get good grades, you know? I feel like me being disappointed in that grade was also me not wanting them to be disappointed in me, you know? Yeah. And I think even if they don't verbally be like, you need to get good grades. So, I mean, I think the fact that you're talking about, like that idea of, I don't want to have to bring this bad grade home to my parents, even though they're not going to screenshot, you know, that Yeah. there's a lot of pride for you that you take in your work, I think is what it really comes down to. And that's interesting because, you know, getting kids motivated to to take responsibility for their grades and things like that is a really challenging thing with being a teacher. And it's just really interesting to see for different kids where that motivation comes from. So for you to not have to rely on your parents grounding you or chastising you about it and still to have that motivation, I think is a really remarkable thing. It's pretty, pretty cool on your part. So, you know, I know with having you in class, we all recognize that you're a great a good student right um have your peers the people in the school have they acted a certain way around you because they know how successful you are in school do they ever you know do you feel like you get asked for help a lot or do kids kind of try and make like backhanded jokes about like oh well we know that she's gonna do like do you ever see kids treat you a certain way yeah i would say for sure i think um i'll talk about that but i also think that you find out who your real friends are through that because I know, like, my closest friends, they know I'm smart, and, like, I'm not gonna, like, make them feel any, like, worthless or, like, be like, oh, I did better than you, which I think is a healthy friendship, but Mm -hmm. then there's those kids who are, like, I've had kids be like, oh, of course she got this, or, like, I'm gonna be her friend just so that I can look good, you know? Yeah. Or, like, um, oh, of course Claire gets this right because she's smart, you know? Yeah. But then again, it, like, hurts me because I'm like, but I worked hard for that, you know? Like, I did put in the work, and... I have a good work ethic, and it's not just, you know, comes naturally, I feel like. So the peers around you treat you as though, like, just the snap of your finger and you can get a good grade and they don't see the work that you put into it. Do you think you outwork a lot of your peers? (sighs) Um, (laughs) I'm putting you on the spot right now. (laughs) It it depends. It depends because if I'm really passionate about things, Mm -hmm. I think there's a part of me that's like, I don't know if it sounds bad, but there's a part of me that's like, I want to do better, you know? Yeah. And like, it's like, I'm super competitive in that way. Mm-hmm. But also, you know how like when you exercise and then it feels good because like you're, you create like endorphins or whatever? Mm-hmm. It's probably like a medical term for it too. But like sometimes when I feel like, oh, I beat this person or like um, I accomplished this over someone else, it sounds bad, but then it makes me feel accomplished. Yeah. And just makes me feel good, you know? But then again, yeah. Yeah. Now, I mean, I assume that like you're in advanced math, I would assume. And so when you see like you take a class where you're in an advanced math class and you compare it to like 
my English class where it's just the general group of everybody. Do you find yourself more competitive in the advanced math class because you know like all of those kids are there for a different reason? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So what are some of the habits that you've developed over time to help you be so successful? Study habits or what you do in class to stay focused and things like that. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. So one thing that I do that helps me study, which this requires some discipline, and I sometimes have a hard time doing this, but it does help me because, you know, our phones are such a distraction, like such a distraction. So, you know, I want to go home and I want to go on TikTok or I want to, like, Snapchat my friends. But what I do, because... Like I talked about, I like incentives. Mm -hmm. And so what I'll do is I'll like set a timer and put it away for 40 minutes. See how much work I can get done. And then um, reward myself with five to 10 minutes of doing whatever I want on my phone. You know, it's, it does require a lot of discipline because for me, it's like, once I get it, I don't want to stop. And I'm like, okay, I have to set another timer. Right, right, right. But it really shows you um, how much work you can get done in that much amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. I like that, you know. I think it goes back to what you talked about before about some of the goals that you set for yourself. And that's just like a micromanaging of goal setting right there, you know, in on average. And I know it's going to vary all the time, but, you know, what, like what are your electives right now? Okay, so you have six classes that could potentially require homework. At some point. On average, how much time do you spend on homework? We'll say a week or no, a night and a week if you had to average it out. A night? Well, like you said, it depends because homework and stuff. And I would say, like, honestly, probably three to four hours. I know that sounds like a lot, but, like, I don't want to sound, like, prideful. But, like, when I do my work, I take it a step further, kind of. So I put more effort into actually learning the content. Mm -hmm. And so it takes me a while. And so, like, which is not good because then I don't get a lot of sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Three to four hours a night on average. So I actually, let's kind of talk a little bit about your after-school activities. Why don't you talk a little bit about what you're involved with? Okay, yeah. So I'm in varsity competitive cheer. Mm -hmm. And I think doing that has been such a good outlet for me because school is stressful for a lot of kids, even kids who are high achieving. It's stressful. And so it's just a good outlet to get away and just clear my mind and just like not worry about school, you know, even though it's still because I'm competitive, it's still in that realm of like competition, you know? Yeah. But now I know from having a bunch of you in class that some of your cheer practices can be upwards of three to four hours. How do you have a three to four hour cheer practice on a night where you might have to also put in three to four hours of homework and then get enough sleep to come in the next day and do it all over again? Like time management has to be a skill that you've practiced. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. I definitely struggle with time management a <laughs> same, lot, same. like a lot. I'll go to practice and like sometimes I get home from school and I don't want to do homework because mm-hmm. I was just out at school for six to seven hours a day. I don't want to go home and do work, which is a struggle for me because then by that time I have practice. I go mm-hmm. to practice 4.30 to 7 this past week, Monday through Thursday, yeah. And so then after I go home, eat dinner, take a shower and stuff. And then I sit home, I sit and do my homework and I probably should prioritize that and do it after school, which I don't, but it's, I'm just going to be honest. It's hard to time manage that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you said you have four o'clock as you start practice. Mm -hmm. So I'm guessing that after six hours of sitting in school all day, you would like some time to decompress before you go to practice and I have to immediately do another hour and a half of school. Right. Mm -hmm. I totally understand that. I know you said you still struggle with it, but how how long have you been involved in cheer? And do you feel like being in cheer has pushed you to do a better job with time management? Oh, definitely. Yeah. We even talk in 
to your practice about time management and how to work on that, just because our coach knows a lot of us struggle with that, especially how much time cheer takes up. What kind of goals do you have for yourself academically? Academically? And you can look at it from like, by the end of this year, I'd like to be blank. By the time I graduate, I'd like to be blank. Okay. However you'd like to look at it. Okay, so by the end of this year, I would like to get all A's. But at the same time, I think I've really worked on like thinking to myself, if I don't, it's not the end of the world. And I've that is something I've had to work on because I know like even during middle school when our grades don't really count, mm -hmm. I struggled with that a lot. Like, oh, I didn't get an A, I'm a failure, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's like, I really had to work on like, no, it's not. I tried my hardest and this is what the outcome is. And I'm still going to be successful later in life. But I still want to achieve that, you know? Yeah. So you're talking about that fine line of trying to motivate yourself without being too hard on yourself. Yeah. I mean, did that take a lot of time? Because I feel like a lot of people, I'm being very general here, but I feel like a lot of people are probably one way or the other. They're either, they either give themselves a lot of leniency or they're too hard on themselves. And you seem to be able to ride that line. So is that something that came natural for you or it just kind of happened without you realizing it or did you have to work at it? I think it kind of came, came without me realizing it. It did not come naturally. Like, I I get upset over a lot of things. I'm very stubborn, mm -hmm. too. So, like, when I don't get my way or I don't get the outcome that I want, I get very frustrated. Yesterday, with my math test, I was really, really frustrated about that. But I know it's not the end of the world. And Mr. Drum told us one day, like, our grades don't define us. So, it's me getting a lower grade isn't me... I'm still me, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, I don't know how to put that in the words correctly, but like... You you are bigger than just your grades. Yes. And so, do you know college, career goals, things like that at all? You know, I have a lot of different things I want to do. Um, <laughs> well, okay, do you want me to start by high school? Because I haven't done high, high school goals. Sure. Okay, so at the end of high school, I like to be top 25. I think that also comes with why I didn't say I want to be number one, same concept. Mm -hmm. I know it's not the end of the world and I'm not going to put all that pressure on me to do so. Right. But again, I want to succeed, you know? Yeah. So that's my end of high school. And then college, I'd like to go to university. And then I don't really know what I want to go into. I've thought about the medical field, but then again, like it's not really something I'm passionate about and I don't want to do something that's not going to make me happy. Even if it's a good salary, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. You want to, yeah. Yeah, you want to be happy with where you're at. I'm thinking maybe journalism, mm. public speaking, something in that realm. What are your favorite school subjects? Math and it depends year to year. Like, it, depending on the class, the difficulty, the teacher. This year, I would definitely say probably English and math. The journalism and the, mm -hmm. yeah, I get that. I think we talked a little bit about your study habits and your time management, but, you know, if you have a class that you're doing a lot easier in compared to a class that's a little bit more challenging, I mean, do you prepare for all of them the same? Do you put more time in for a harder class? How do you balance that? Especially, I mean, it fits with finals coming up. Yeah, yeah, too. yeah. It's hard to, because if I'm being honest, yes, I am successful, but like I said, time management is something I so struggle with because what I do is is my easy classes, I'll get those out of the way mm -hmm. and like do those. And then I'll procrastinate till like midnight to do my, this sounds so bad. <laughs> cut, this, cut this out, but I'm just going to be honest with you. I wait till like midnight to start my AP homework just because it's a lot of stress. Like it's hard and I feel like that's where the pressure comes in. We did a writing assignment in that class 
online. It was the first week being online. Mm -hmm. And I literally just like was so stressed out. And and I could have studied more for it. It's the procrastination though. Yeah. I could have took more time. The easy classes I know I'm good at. Uh Whatever. I'll do those first. Yeah. And I wait. Same with geometry, you know? Yeah. It's, I don't know. How do you deal with stress? That's a good question. (laughs) I mean, I know that on like a specific class by class, it sounds like one of the things you do is you try to tackle it last and procrastinate a little bit. But I mean, when you really are faced in a stressful situation, do you have any strategies that you use or are you still working on that? I mean, I would say still working on that. For example, today, like I did the math retake. Mm -hmm. I approached it differently. Like yesterday, I was so stressed out. I literally writing in my notebook if you saw my handwriting i literally was shaking like my hand was shaking because i wanted to do so well on it yeah and i had studied the night before too and so it was frustrating when the outcome wasn't what what i wanted and literally my heart was pounding i finished within one minute left of class but today i took the retake and i approached it differently i took a deep breath and i was like okay just relax and just go slow you know and so and i finished way before the hour ended which is good. Yeah. But it was just a different approach to it, you know? Yeah. It's, it's good that you're able to recognize how the approach you take can affect the outcome. I have two questions left that I'm going to ask you. One of them is going to be tips for some kids. But before I ask you that, I'm going to ask you just a question that I kind of thought about while we were talking. If there are kids in your grade or in your class, and let's say that they talked and they said, you know, what am I ever going to need this? None of this matters. Some of that typical stuff. If somebody were to say that to you, if they were to come up to you and go, I don't even know why you work so hard. None of this is going to be important later in life. Like, how would you combat? Because, I mean, even as an adult, there are certain areas of things that I've learned in school when I was there that I don't use daily, right? I mean, sure. As a teacher, I understand the value of education and why students do the things they do. But from a student's perspective, you know, why should students care about all of this, even if they're not going to use all of it as adults? I think... I've kind of realized that this year because I kind of had that mentality a little bit like I'm not going to use this, but I know I need to do well, you know, and so I think even if you're not going to use it later in life, I feel like it's more of the critical thinking, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We've talked about even in math, like Mr. Drum was like, okay, half of you won't use this, but it's the thought process and it's the, it's actually learning the content and learning how to do something without memorizing it. That's a good point. I always like to think of it, too, as like, you know, you said that you might want to go into journalism or you might want to go into the medical field in some way. And, you know, we're not going to have a journalism class in ninth grade and we're not going to have classes designed for the medical field. But by taking science and English and you're introduced to some of those basics, you know, it kind of helps you branch out into the things that you're interested in. And then once you figure out your favorite subjects, then you can do, you know, learning based on the things that involve that that go deeper into your career. All right, last question, then I'm going to let you out of here. Do you have any tips for students that may struggle with school? They don't have to be monumental, earth-shattering, okay. but like some place to start. If you're a kid, they're sitting in class, the semester's about to end, they got D's or E's, they want to do better next semester. Where do you think a kid like that should really start? Honestly, asking questions mm. to teachers. Like, I know like Kids get annoyed with me. They'll be like, Clay, you ask so many questions. Like, shut <laughs> up already. But it's like, no, like, I like asking those questions because it helps me to understand the content better. And it's just, I don't know, it just, questions help me a lot when I ask questions. But I think that also takes a lot of 
people who are shy, that's very hard for them to do. Mm-hmm. So I guess I don't really know what to do for them. Sitting in front of the class. Yeah. I love sitting in front of the class. I know like some teachers like will put the more high achieving kids in the back. But if I if I ever get an opportunity, I want to sit in front of the class because I want to learn. And I feel like I feel like that part is what's missing in some students is like they genuinely don't want to learn. How for you personally, how does sitting in the front help you? And is it like a focus thing? Like yeah, what is it's it? Totally less distraction, you're yeah. more focused. I think this is kind of a side note, but I think also what kind of plays into people not focusing is like their social life. It's too worried about what people think about themselves like about them and who they're Snapchatting. Who yeah. and I'm not gonna lie, like I like all those things too. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to school, like I want to do well. I want to succeed. Well, thank you for your time. It's really fun talking with you outside of just the <laughs> classroom setting. I do know that you ask questions, and I've, we've made a lot of jokes about you asking lots of questions. But, you know, the other thing, too, is you talk about those shy students, and a lot of times they might be too shy to ask the question, but then you ask the question, and other kids will benefit. Sometimes, you know, you might ask a question, and they might not even realize that's the question that they needed to ask. You know, glad that you've been in my class. I'm glad that you agreed to be the first person to do this podcast with me. And thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much. Thanks. Cool. Yeah, thank you.